football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. My name is J.J. Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Danith Carter. Denny, how's it going, buddy? You you sound like a a beat poet uh, programmed into an algorithm, so like a robot <laughs> beat poet. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that's what that sounded like. You know, I, I played a, I had a dad joke with my, I don't know what that voice was for the record. I have no idea. No but one, I, no one does. I had a dad joke uh, with my in-laws this week. They're still my my um, Amanda's parents are still here, but her the rest of her family's gone. But they were here for for the holiday, and I had the realization, Denny, that uh, if everyone stopped talking and stopped just stopped talking, really mostly talked, we would probably get over the pandemic. If everyone just shut up for five right? minutes, like yes. if everyone did their part and became mute for like two weeks, right? We could get through, and everyone just talked through speech to te- or text to speech. We would, this, we, we would get over the pandemic. This is the solution that the government won't tell you about, uh, right? And frankly, that I've been shouting from the rooftops for months, now. <laughs> right? So I went around. I had this realization, uh, like the day after Christmas, or maybe the maybe it was Christmas, and I was walking around with like a. I was walking around with like a text to speech. You guys probably just heard my, uh, I got a random uh, uh, notification on my computer and I'm recording Denny through my computer. So congratulations on hearing the alert that I got a new calendar invite. Anyway, I had this realization that uh, I could do text to speech and do my part. And so I walked around for the next half hour doing text to speech. (laughs) (laughs) That was your that was doing your part. <laughs> that was, doing, that was do, doing my part. And people, I'm telling you what, they did not like that joke. They did not think that it was good. No, you know, th- that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I, I think you'd have to be like around certain kind of people um, to, to really get that. I mean, I'm guessing they're boomers, so they're, they're actually incapable of understanding irony. Yeah, well, I'll say you this. Know? I'll say this. They are incredibly like I got I hit the jackpot with in-laws like I get along with them so well. We joke around all the time. It was more so it wasn't on them and it wasn't on my sister-in-law or brother-in-law or my sister-in-law's fiance. Nothing like that. It was more so I was so overbearing and so obnoxious <laughs> with with the text to speech that right. that's why they were more upset over it. I get whenever stuff like that, I kind of I kind of get a little over the top, let's say. You know, but that's that's because you're committed to a bit, and I can appreciate right. being being committed to a bit. That's right. That's right. Anyway, Denny, uh, we have New Year's Eve coming up. We never record this show in like like uh, sin- like sincerely. This is always the D gaff yeah. episode week, but this is like a sincere week because Roger Goodell sucks and he extended the season. Uh, but but we have New Year's Eve coming up. What are your plans for New Year's Eve? Regular stuff. Uh, you know, Melissa and I are going to fly down to Miami uh, the day before <laughs> New Year's Eve. We're going to um, party in a, in a nightclub on uh, on the beach right. there. Right. Um, you know, I'll be, be dressed in uh, an all white suit, very tight fitting. I need I need to to get into a tanning booth at some point before I leave. But yeah, just just normal stuff. How about you? 
Man, uh, I'm assuming that you'll, you'll you'll get a white suit. You know, go mm-hmm. go out to the tailor oh, yeah. and get a white suit. Uh, no, oh, yeah. I am I am doing uh, my yearly power hour, and I have friends that we uh, got to know in Cincinnati, very very tight friends, and we would always Zoom and Skype with them uh, on New Year's Eve, at least over the last few years when we stopped like going out for New Year's, and we would do the power hour through Skype or through okay. FaceTime or whatever it is. But they now live here. Cause they moved here in November, that's awesome. And so now I, I we get to get together with them. And so I'm cu- currently curating my Power Hour playlist that I do every year, where there's songs from that year, so songs from 2021, usually just like pop songs and whatever that everyone just generally like kind of knows or whatever. And I'll you know lots of like Justin Bieber and stuff like that. And uh, I will put that together. I will then there's an there's an app called Shotify that might not even be on the the in the, the the apple store anymore i got it a really long time ago and i just kept it uh but you're able to record one minute one minute snippets and then it crack has like a, a beer uh cracking open sound uh which is when you go to and it goes to the next song and then you take your your shot of, of whatever drink you're having i believe it's uh it's actually called spotify that's how they pronounce it but i i do understand yeah shot shotify though denny shotify <laughs> This is the Shotify. you get That's you get funny. you get Spotify and you get this app and you get Shotify and you can have this Shotify. Playlist. Wow, yeah. that is something. Um, uh, uh, I guess you will be uh, using White Claw, not beer. Correct. I I don't know if you've heard, but I am gluten, dairy, and soy free, and so I will be guzzling. Hopefully, I'll be able to hit because uh, generally in a power hour, you're supposed you know it's about six beers worth, yeah, like six twelve ounce beers worth, right? Uh, and so hopefully I'll be able to get, I'll get that, but in white claws, yes. <laughs> right. The equivalent, the, uh, the low T equivalent, uh, you know, best of luck to you. Um, if I had six white claws, I would be, uh, I would be quite the mess. Yeah. Not uh, only just six white claws, but six white claws in an hour. Yeah. Right. In a hurry. Right. Uh, and, and like, and like, I don't drink really anymore. Like I'm past, I, oh, I just you're... don't, <laughs> I'm going to get so destroyed that someone's going to take the phone, my phone from me. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta log off or go to the alt account or something. I mean, oh yeah. I no. just I I just I do not think. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just tweet from the living the stream account. <laughs> you should. <laughs> oh my god, you should. There'd be no pushback because everybody, you know, <laughs> gets it. Pre- presumably, everybody is on board with you know what that account is tweeting. You're not going to get 400 replies saying, "Well, actually, you know." Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what people say if they want me to uh, to tweet from the Living the Stream account while the yeah uh, oh while, while they, the while the Power Hour experience is going on. They'll want it. They'll, they will want that. Trust me. If I know anyone, I know the Living the Stream listeners, and they will they would uh, very much be logged on to see see that. I'll never forget when the Penguins won their last Stanley Cup because they went back. Remember when they went back to back? I don't know if you remember when the Penguins won back to back Stanley sure. Cups. Sure, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and so when they went back to back, the the second Stanley Cup, I got, I got blasted that night. Like I just got so drunk. Uh, I was celebrating and just just like I I went to my back porch. We were, had some friends over. I went to my back porch and I took two beers and stone colded them. Just just guzzled them, <laughs> and. I, I ended up going live on Periscope that night and I woke up the next morning oh. and, and Amanda, my wife comes in and she's like, you're going to want to delete that. And oh. so I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't even watch it. I just deleted it instantly. There, there is a subset of people who, who saw that Periscope. Yeah. Uh, and it was, the thing is it was complete pitch black. The whole Periscope was cause the lights were off. 
basically. Yeah. Like you, you couldn't see anything. And I'm just slurring and talking and it was, yeah. it's, it's bad. So I, I never watched that. I deleted it instantly. And that's the last time I ever did anything like that on social media. Well, th- thankfully you did. You, your following was probably half of what it is today. Correct. Yeah. So like, like, and it was really late at night and no one really like, it was early in the Periscope days. And so like, it wasn't, it could, it could have been, it could have been way worse. I mean, I didn't do anything or say anything bad. I was just very, very drunk. You know, it's just, it was a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I miss Periscope a lot, folks. And I, I, I used to Periscope myself, of course, playing Wii Golf. Uh, I have no other way to, to broadcast myself doing that now. So for those who keep asking, stop because i i have no there's no other way sorry yeah yeah and it, it is unfortunate that they got rid of that but there's other there's other ways you can stream I, well i could do i try try twitch but you know you get like 12 people whatever i mean I'm not... yeah that's true that's true yeah it's nice to tie it to the twitter account like that what about don't, don't they have like space don't they have like spaces and stuff now well spaces uh, that's audio oh yeah that's true people will need to see your face yeah and you see that beautiful thing yeah exactly so, no, yeah, man. understood. Understood. Um, all right. So before we look at what happened last week, Dennis, uh, what's going on over at the edge? Yes, we have a constant stream of COVID nineteen related news. It's for real. Uh, really bumming me out. But yeah, we we are all over that and the fantasy ramifications for week seventeen. Uh, most recently, we have Mercedes Lewis going on. Uh, the COVID list, which means uh, Josiah Deguara should be. Your boy. Uh, see, yeah, my, my boy. It is Deguara Sisson, as I told the CVS worker uh, just before we recorded here. Anyway, check it out, NBCSportsEdge.com. Also, my uh, kicker column and my target decoder column will be up this week. Let's look at what happened last week. It was really, really rough because every quarterback we talked about, aside from Jimmy Garoppolo, was either like on the COVID list or just didn't play or whatever. Uh, So Jimmy Garoppolo became our default uh, top streamer, and he only scored 13 fantasy points. Uh, I did throw in Ben Roethlisberger more as a deeper play on Sunday just to give like another option, and he was trash. So it was a really bad week for the quarterback position. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy, 8.9. Cole Komet, 8.9. They're the 8.9 bros. Uh, James and James and Cole CJ Uzama 8.6. Uh, I added Noah gray as a deep play 3.2, uh, Foster Moreau 10.7. I think that the whole chiefs like Noah gray would have had a decent game if the Steelers offense was any competent. Oh yeah. Right. No, no, they took the air out of the ball in the second half. He ran a ton of routes. Noah gray did too. That's yeah. like, I, I don't, I, I actually don't think the process was that horrific as a deeper play for him. No, I don't either. Uh, did Gerald Everett, was he on our list? We didn't talk about Everett last week for some reason. Oh, man. Shit. Yeah, I realized it. I don't know if it was because of – I don't know why. I mean, we talk about the same freaking tight ends every single week. I think by yeah. now people generally know, like, which tight ends to go to. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I added Foster Moreau, too. He had 10.7. And then on defense, uh, both Jacksonville and New York were decent. Jacksonville had seven. The Jets had 10. Cincinnati had three somehow. It feels like Cincinnati should have had way more than three. Yeah. Uh, and then Seattle had four, which it felt like they should have had more than four also. What uh, so, <laughs> man, it was a really, really weird week. I'll tell you what. I was in a championship because uh, the league had a week 14 to 16 playoff. I was in a championship matchup, and this was after I had the best team by far in the league this year, you know, outscored the second-place team by over 200 points. Uh, I I, uh, I I won my semifinal because Jalen Hurts and Cooper Cup scored 65 points. <laughs> in 
in uh, on, you know in the the Tuesday games. Nice. And so I was in the, I was in the finals. I was, I was like I'm destined to win this. And I have like CD Lamb and and Antonio Brown and Cooper Cup and uh, Najee Harris and like my team is like solid. Just like yeah. Zeke, like it's a very solid team. But then I started the Chargers defense. Oh no. I thought I was so set and I started the Chargers defense. Fortunately, my opponent hit on like I mean Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. Uh, they hit. They had, he had Miami's defense last night. Uh, oh. You know he had Aaron oh. Rodgers. I mean like his whole team basically like went like had a great game. So yeah. I don't have to, the the worst feeling is when you have a a defense that does that poorly, like some like a stupid position like defense that does that poorly, and then you have all off season to think about the fact that you played a defense that got minus three and you lost because they got like you could have played no defense and won. Wait, did, how much did you lose by? I, I got smacked. I got destroyed. Oh, okay. okay. So so well, I, yeah. I, I thought that at one point, I thought it was literally going to be the reason that I lost, and oh, then I ended up losing yeah. by like 30. So I actually felt so much. Oh. When Miami had that defensive touchdown, yeah. I felt right. I felt such relief, yes. right? Because because I, I all of a sudden was like, okay, not only did I just lose, but imagine if this game were actually close, yes. and, and then yes. I lost because of Miami's defense on Monday night. I I felt like I felt the pain radiating from a from a million fantasy managers on that Miami defensive touchdown because you know that that just flipped so many matchups yeah. that 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 people went into that game saying okay if Ian Book can keep it together right. and the Dolphins don't score what like 16 fantasy points I'm good and yeah. then it was immediately their dreams were immediately dashed yeah and sometimes in fantasy, like when you when you know that you're gonna take an L, you want that L to be oh. just a, a destroy. You just want to get absolutely annihilated. Yeah, that's right. It's right. And and honestly, so you can go into the offseason not thinking about minus three from the Chargers. Yes. You can go in the offseason thinking the process. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Let's move on to week seventeen. Uh, again, this is not a, a an ironic uh, type of week for us. This nope. is an actual week nowadays, which is stupid. But I'll kick things off. I'm going to go with the top streamer this week. His initials are TL. <laughs> Trey Lance. Getting the Houston Texans. Last time we saw Lance as starter, the only time, he had 16 rushes for 89 yards on the ground against Arizona. He almost scored 15 fantasy points without a passing or rushing touchdown in that game. Oh. So imagine a world where he just has two passing touchdowns. I mean, right. it's, I, I mean, Trey Lance could go bonkers this week. I was talking to Jim Sonis on our waiver wire show before this show. And uh, one of the things that we talked about is where do you sort of place Lance versus other quarterbacks this week? I think he's in a tier with like Burrow and Herbert, right? Sure. Like, like I, I would still play like a Mahomes and Kyler and, and that kind of, and Josh Allen, over a Trey Lance, but I think he's in the next tier. Like I, I really am, am confident that if he goes this week, obviously we don't have that confirmation, but if he goes that that's where you should be looking at Trey Lance. Uh, and he came by the way, in his one start against the Cardinals, he came within one inch of, of, yes. of a rushing touchdown that was uh, turned back unbelievably. So he did, he did. And so the other thing too, is Houston, uh, you know, you can look at Houston as a matchup and, and I, I sent a tweet out. I was making fun of myself where I said, uh, I, I told you to draft Trey Lance uh, because of his week 17 matchup against the Texans, right? Like yeah, those, right, right. right? And, and, and so, and uh, of course people didn't see the sarcasm in it and I'm getting responses like, like, Oh, the Tex you want to, you want to start Trey Lance against the Texans after what they did against Justin Herbert, or you want to start oh, Trey, you know, the Texans God. defense has been good against quarterbacks. And you know, since week eight, they've been okay. 
Look at what's happened since week eight against the Texans, guys. They faced absolute trash at the quarterback position. I mean, the, they, they, they faced Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert. Those are the two quarterbacks of this seven-game stretch that finishes yeah. QB1s against them. They just happen to finish as QB1s because they're the best quarterbacks they faced, like, by far. I mean, it's been, like, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, and it's just been a really, really bad stretch of quarterbacks. And so it makes sense that they have been relatively decent. They're still an average matchup in adjusted fantasy points allowed. I'm not really that concerned when it comes to, like, a middle-of-the-road matchup. I don't view Houston as a matchup that should scare you, right? Right. Um, and so that that's the big thing. It's not like a Ravens secondary situation, but... It's you know it's not a bad matchup, and the bottom line too is this is not a conventional quarterback in the way that he scores points either. So you can't necessarily look at what you know some of these other pocket passers did and equate that to Trey Lance. And the last thing, guys, Justin Herbert didn't have Mike Williams and Austin Eckler, and he threw for over three hundred thirty yards. Yeah, let's, right. let's, let's relax about just, they they bottled up Justin Herbert. No, they didn't. Not really. No. I mean, they they played well against the Chargers, but. I mean, Justin Herbert wasn't stopping Rex Burkhead. No. Right? Like, he's not playing no. defense. He was fine. Unfortunately. Uh, the uh, the Texans are giving up the third highest EPA per rush on the season. That that really hasn't fluctuated at all uh, over the course of the season. So, I, I believe a rushing quarterback will have a, a fine outing against them. Hopefully, hopefully it's a good uh, Trey Lance, Elijah Mitchell, because I, I need Eli Mitchell bad this week. I hope that he plays. He will go bananas. I, I hope, I mean, I need him to play. Like I absolutely need him to play. I have him on so many rosters and it just so, so happens that I like got in the championship on those rosters and I, I need him this week. I think he has a shot. All right. I have Tua at Tennessee. Uh, th- this is going to take some, uh, uh, some convincing here because the dolphins have an 18.75 point total uh, three. They're three and a half point underdogs at the, at the Titans. Uh, but the the Titans have the fourth highest pass rate over expectation against them this season. They're the second most extreme pass funnel, trailing only the Ravens, which means basically that teams are just reverting to pass heavy game scripts against them, pretty much no matter what. And judging by the line, you know, judging by the matchup, I I don't see a universe in which the Dolphins are are able to kind of sit on the ball and 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 establish the run here. Miami has the tenth highest pass rate. And a very nice 69% pass rate while trailing this season. Um, I, I think that I think that Tua, you you need this sort of setup for Tua to succeed. You know, to to be able to pile up stats numbers um, because Tua is 21st in adjusted yards per attempt. So he he requires volume. He's not hitting anything down really anything downfield. Uh, so a game like this could see I think could see the Dolphins throw 40 plus times. Um, hopefully, you know, you get a couple touchdowns out of that. So the other thing too, with Miami is that they are third in the NFL in neutral script pass rate. Uh, so when, when games are within six points, Miami is the third, the only Tampa Bay and, and Buffalo have thrown it at a higher rate than Miami. And then the other thing Tua doesn't throw a deep very often. He's 37th of 40 qualifying quarterbacks in 15 plus air yard, uh, rate, but he's third in the NFL in completion rate on those throws. Only behind Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert. So well, he should do that more often then. Yeah, he should. You would think so. Their offensive line is just trash, and I think that's playing plays a role in it. Um all right, let's look at the next streamer, Taysom Hill. He's rostered. Both both Tua and Taysom are like in the forty percent range, so they're like fringe. Uh but Taysom Hill gets Carolina this week. My notes say he runs the ball. That, that's what one of my <laughs> one of my one of my notes says. He's added twelve point two points per game 
this season and starts uh, with his legs alone. And I know that that's going to trigger some people because uh, they hate they hate whenever we say <laughs> with his legs, as if he doesn't use his legs when he throws it. Uh, but he's finished as a top six option in two of those three starts this year. That's I mean, that, that extends from last year, too, obviously, because he was he was good in the starts last year. And the Panthers aren't scary defensively. So I'm I'm into Taysom this week. Uh, let's were you going to say something about our uh, about Sean Payton's son? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to move on to the next position. Okay. Okay, so let's move on to the next position. Let's go to let's go to tight end. We're going to tight end second. We usually go tight end third. Let, let's prioritize these boys a little bit more this let's year. That's crazy. Week. All right. I'll kick things off. Gerald Everett. He gets Detroit. Detroit ranks 10th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. He's averaging a 17.5% target share per game since Russell Wilson's return. And in week 16... They didn't have Will Disley, right? Because he, he was on the COVID list. Yeah. And uh, there was a larger discrepancy in routes run. Because remember we had talked about how the, the the difference between Disley and Everett in terms of routes run was shrinking more yeah. and more, you know? Uh, and so we saw a really big difference this past week without Disley. So there's at least some hesitation. Uh, there's at least some risk with that, with Disley now off the COVID list. But I still think that Everett's a really good play against Detroit. Uh, yeah, I uh, I was unaware of Disley going to the COVID list. I would have been way more bullish on Everett if I, if only if only I had gone to NBCSportsEdge.com and checked yeah. it out. Yeah, honestly, it is so difficult to follow who is on and off these lists, and and if you're on top of it, you can you can especially in like DFS, less less so season long, but yeah, in like right. DFS, you can right. really be you can really find an edge by being on top of that kind of stuff. Absolutely can uh especially because it happens like up until kickoff pretty much exactly right uh i'm i'm suppressing a sneeze right now and it's just hurting i'm sorry <laughs> please sneeze denny please sneeze no I, I i will not i will not expose i i will not spread covid through this podcast um i appreciate that yeah all right i uh, i have cole commit uh against the giants uh so here's something for cole commit he has an 18 percent target share over the past six weeks over that six week span he has the seventh highest Target per route run rate among all tight ends. Seventh highest. Mm. I thought that was pretty good. Not bad. You could do worse. Um, yeah, and the matchup is okay. Tight ends see a 23% target share against the Giants. That's the seventh highest rate in the NFL. Only eight teams have given up more tight end receptions than the Giants. So hopefully we get Justin Fields back. And uh, Cole Komet will literally never score a touchdown. But, you know, you might get a handful of catches. Yeah. Jimmy Graham will score touchdowns, though. Yeah, I mean, right. You're going to get six catches from Komet and two touchdowns from Jimmy Graham. Right, right. Uh, we're going to go with Conk Daddy once again. Uh, the routes are there. He ran 40 routes this past week. Uh, I'm assuming we're not going to see Adam Thielen, but I don't know if that's any yeah. any confirmed or anything. I mean, it seemed like he shouldn't have been playing this past week. It, like, he got wrapped up a couple times, and he just, like, was off the field immediately. Yeah, but it really. Uh, yeah, it, next time, please, Adam, uh, don't trick me into playing you in DFS because that yeah. that sucked. Yeah, so uh, I I don't know what's going on with Adam Thielen right now, but if he doesn't go, if he if he does go, I don't think it really is that huge of a difference for Conklin. Uh, Green Bay is twelfth in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. I I think Conklin's fine. I'd play Everett over him though. He, he won't destroy your team, as our tagline goes. Yeah. Um, uh, I have uh, C.J. Uzama uh, against the Chiefs. So, you know, from a process standpoint, we're looking for high scoring games to uh, in which to stream tight ends. This uh, game has a 50 point total. That's the, the second highest total of the week so far. Um, 
Uzama has at least six targets in three of his past four, which uh, surprised me a little bit. He's been targeted on, on 18% of his routes uh, over those four games. It, that's not good, but it's the same as guys like uh, Noah Fant, Jared Cook, uh, Conk Daddy, as the Zoomers are calling him. So, you know, it's, it's he's that kind of streamer. Uh, Kansas City is allowing a 20.6% target share to tight ends, which works out to 7.2 targets per game. And, and, and the good thing about Uzama, maybe the best thing about him, uh, besides being a really affable guy uh, in post-game press conferences, uh, is that he sees all the Cincinnati tight end targets, so you don't really have to worry about anybody else uh, siphoning siphoning those from him. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to defenses. I think the best like traditional defensive streamer this week is Chicago. Uh, yeah. They get the, the Giants, um, who is the 10th best opponent when looking at adjusted fantasy points allowed. But since Daniel Jones's season-ending injury, Denny, which, you know, we make fun of Daniel Jones all the time for being, like, good for opposing defenses. But since he's been out, uh, the Giants are allowing 11.8 points per game to mm. opposing defenses. That's more than what Dallas has averaged this year, and Dallas is the defense one in fantasy football. So, basically, defenses against the Giants are the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, feel- so, that alone makes me feel good about the Bears. I feel like I'm listening to the late round podcast right now. Yeah, that's that's true. I did I did I did bring that up on the late round podcast. But I, I listened to you today on uh, one and a half speed, which sounded very funny. By the way, I, I would assume that you finished the show in in 13 seconds. Yeah, that's it was it was pretty quick. Uh, and also, when I listen to you at half speed, it is hilarious. That's what people say. I I, oh I don't I don't God. go. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have issues uh, internally, self esteem issues if I go and I listen to my show in anything but normal speed because you it's already weird enough hearing your own voice you know like <laughs> yeah. you get used to it like trust me i'm t- totally used to it because i edit my show and stuff and I'm, you're totally used to it as yeah. well i'm sure hearing yourself but the first like i don't know like few times like year that you do this it, it, it's kind of jarring to hear your voice as much as you do it it is. Uh, I I listened to me and Pat Doherty on a good football show at half speed the other day, and it sounded like we were just drunkenly talking about football. We were like, "Yeah, well, when you talk about <laughs> Kansas City, it's like it's, it's like the uh, it's like the thing that Macaulay Culkin has in Home Alone." Yes, yes, so yeah. good. All right, uh, we're on to the Giants. Uh, <laughs> whew, Giants at the Bears. I mean, basically, this game has a 37-point total. It's just yeah. really, really ugly. Uh, Bears have allowed 9.8 fantasy points per game over the past four over their past four games. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe you're hoping for just an ugly turnover or two, um, but you'd have to be super desperate. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a it's a deeper play. I think another deeper play is Cleveland. I'd probably play Cleveland over the Giants, probably. Uh, yeah, but I would. they they are road favorites in Pittsburgh with a forty one and a half point over under. It's tough to find defenses this week outside of Chicago, um, and they only scored three fantasy points against Pittsburgh last time. But the Steelers' offense, as we know, has been messy uh, throughout the season. I, I do worry about the the sack base floor a bit, uh, just because Roethlisberger gets rid of the ball so fast, but. Uh, I think Cleveland's fine enough. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd play New York over them. I think that they're like sort of oh. in the same tier. Uh, I don't know. I maybe mean, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just go New York just to spite you and just watch the Giants <laughs> score twelve fantasy points this weekend. Listen, the Giants are at Chicago, and you know that nobody wins <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> no one, no one wins in Chicago. No, not since twenty eleven. Um, 
the uh, the Raiders. The Raiders are a, a late addition to the streaming uh, list here. They're at the Colts, but you may have heard that the unvaccinated, unvaccinated Carson Wentz is uh, out with COVID. Uh, well, is he, he might not sure? be. He might yeah, not. I'd be. say I'd say this is a this is a, 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 <laughs> mo- a monitor the situation situation. Oh, man. All right. Well. Anyways, Sam Elling, Ellinger Ellinger would start, so let's just go roll roll with the Raiders. I, you know, Wentz is going to be so bailed out after, and you don't have to agree or disagree with me here, JJ. But these guys who are you know missing critical games, Cole Beasley's, Gabriel Davis's of the world, they are choosing. This is inarguable. They are choosing personal politics over their teams, uh, over the the welfare of their teams and and i say that because there is no health reason to not get vaccinated it's only a political decision so everybody who complains about all oh, these players are too political well they this is the ultimate example players are choosing their politics over over their teams yeah it's a really interesting situation overall that that's that's my take on it uh i think that there you know i i have my stance on it in general but you know i'm not yeah, I think I already yeah, said I, my stance. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to force you to take a side here to to yeah, uh, yeah. To, to to jump jump well in with me into uh, the pit of hell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. To recap, tight ends we got C.J. Ozama, Cole Komet, Gerald Everett, Conk Daddy. Defense we got Vegas, the Giants, the Browns, the Bears. Quarterback we have Tua Tunga Vailoa. Can you say it yet? Tua Tunga Vailoa. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Taysom Hill and Trey Lance. The number one streamer this week if he goes. Hopefully he goes. Let's go to Twitter. We have a question from last week. It's from at cover three underscore MX. How do you guys watch football on Sundays? How many simultaneous screens and or devices do you stare at to keep track of live games and your multiple fantasy teams? How what do you, do you do, do on Sundays? Okay. You want well, me to go I, first? I'll, I'll go first. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I can go first. I have a Sunday ticket, uh, the streaming version. And I watch that. I have Red Zone in one of the boxes, and then I have three games in the other boxes, and then I have my laptop for the live stat tracking just to see like what's going on there. So a lot of times I am seeing what happens because there's a delay with anything streaming. I'm seeing what happens in the box score before something happens on the screen. Not always, but sometimes. Uh, And so, you know, it it seems like people would be like, oh, that's not a fun experience. I still have, I mean, I, I don't really care if I'm like, totally spoiled because i like to see the play happen anyway um but yeah i'm watching four screens and then i have my computer in front of me that's wow uh that is way more complex than my situation uh so for nbc sports edge we're assigned usually two games per sunday um i keep my tv tuned into that game and i will check red zone on my phone uh every once in a while i i usually turn it off though during my game because i want to focus on my game so so when i say i've never watched a game that is untrue yeah that's a lie uh this next question is from at golden 41 how do you feel about two week rounds for the fantasy playoffs i know it means less teams but i feel like it eliminates some of the variants especially in a covid season i yeah i'm i've always been into two week rounds actually so i i have I, like I think that there are plenty of ways to decrease variance in fantasy football. When people go out there on Twitter, when this it annoys me even more when analysts do this because it's their freaking job. And right. they go out there and they say, fantasy football is just luck. Right? Oh, yeah. Why do people do that? 
they, they say that and it annoys the living crap out of me because they're probably playing in this 10 team, like, like, uh, you know, no, no, no reward for points or, you know, you're not playing a median score each week. There are ways to decrease the amount of variance in your league and the yeah. more variance there is. Yeah. The more luck there's going to be. And there, there's yeah. a bigger luck factor. But I also think that like, it's okay that, that things, especially if you're in like a casual league, it's okay if there is a luck factor and it's entertainment and it's just fun and you're able to compete with your dad or your friend from high school or whoever, and they're able to beat you because something crazy happens. Like it, like there, there, it just depends on like what your league, like the demographic of your league and what you're trying to get out of it. Like if I'm playing a super competitive league, yeah, I want to remove as much luck as possible. I want, as little variance as possible. And I would say I generally lean that way regardless. Like I, I don't want variance in general in my leagues, but don't go out there just because your experience sucked and you're bad at fantasy football and say that it's all luck <laughs> guys. I'm telling you right now, right now, if you're saying that fantasy football is, is majority luck, you are a bad fantasy football player. And I say that because I win every freaking year. I am a, winning fantasy football player. And I'm not saying that from the standpoint of me being cocky. I'm saying straight facts because I have looked at this stuff and analyzed this stuff for so long. And this is what I do. If I don't have a profitable year playing season long, it's a, it's, it really doesn't really happen for me. And, and and that's why I get so frustrated when people go out and they say, Oh, it's all luck. No, you're just playing poorly. You're listening to the wrong people. You're analyzing the game poorly and you're not a winner. Like I, I, you're not winning. Like that's what that comes down to. Anytime you say it's luck, you're not a winner. I, that was that was the high that was the highest T thing that I've ever said on this show. That is that. I mean, you. I feel like I feel like the counselor is going to tune into living the stream now. <laughs> look, look. I, I just it irritates me so much because there are people, myself included, you know, are you our friends in the space that put hours and hours into this stuff, oh, right? Yeah, so Why do you think the same people are winning in DFS week over week? Why do you think, like, it, it, it just, it blows my mind that people have the audacity to go out on Twitter because they suck at fantasy football and they say, oh, it's just all luck. No, it's not. Because people who actually put in the time, they're good at fantasy, like over and over and over again. And if you want to decrease the amount of variance, join more leagues. That's one thing that I always tell people is like, like I have a portfolio. I treat it as a portfolio and that's why I find it successful is that like, if you know how to manage your stock in the stock market, it's no different than managing these players within a fan, within multiple fantasy football leagues. And so that you're, you have certain exposures to guys, you fade certain guys, et cetera, et cetera. If you do it properly, you will win consistently year over year. I believe it's pronounced stonks, first of all. Yes. But uh, uh, secondly, uh, this this is a good argument for my idea of a points per process league, where you know you get uh, yeah, I like that. I you like know, that. You, you you get a point for following a, a, a good process. How that would be determined, no one knows. But it would help me feel better about losing when I follow the process. But don't you agree that when people go out and say that it's just like it's all luck or yeah. whatever that they're it's- saying that, but they don't they're it's such an arrogant stance in my opinion yeah, because because yeah. you're saying I know what it's like to play in all these different fantasy leagues and I know that it's luck. You have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah, it it uh you definitely don't end up sounding good when you say it's all luck. 
you know, because a, then if it's all luck, why do you do this to yourself? Why do you, yeah. why do you, you know, why do you invest so much time, so much mental energy on this game? If in the end, like you say, in your, in your frustration, it's all luck. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. It doesn't. And if you're an analyst saying that, then again, oh. like on top, what are you doing? Yeah, then? If you think that it's all, that. like, you're literally contra like, why would people follow you if you're saying, Oh, fantasy football has so much luck to it. And it's like, like, is there some luck to it? Of course. I'm not an idiot. Like there's, there's variance involved here. I'm just saying that overall there's still skill involved that increases your probability of winning leagues. And yeah. you know, in one, like uh, the semifinals, one league, I lost by less than one, another league. I won by 0.7, right? It, like there's, there's ebbs and flows. And maybe some, some years, there have been some years where I got what I think very unlucky, like in championships and stuff. And maybe that is going to happen again this year, but like at the end of the day, I'm putting myself in a position to be successful all the time in fantasy year over year. And I, I am successful year over year. And it drives me nuts when people try to say, oh, you're just lucky. No, mm -hmm. no. I mean, it's literally been decades. Like, no, this isn't just luck. Uh, I, I, what I would suggest is the only time a fantasy analyst should come out and say the game is all luck is when you are leaving the industry. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It's it's like your way to justify why yeah. you're why you're piecing out. If you're if you're headed out, then go ahead, go ahead, drop drop that bomb. But if if you're gonna stay in, you can't say it. Don't say it. Uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, next question at Justin White VA. Uh, is there something you look forward to doing the moment this lengthy season comes to an end, like a book, a binge, a vacation, a meat mountain, or finally going to get ice cream together? <laughs> I, I just want to put it out there. I did not enjoy the meat mountain at all. Like yeah, that, sure it, like didn't. I, I, I didn't need it. And I was like, Hmm, that's, I should have another one of those. No, right. never again. Never again. Uh, my, my heart is still not the same. Um, uh, I, you know, I don't really read much during the season. I I've read two books this whole season. Uh, before that I was reading like, a like a couple books a month, maybe, uh, so I, I very much look forward to that. I actually got a good one for Christmas. I tweeted it out. Uh, it's called Bowie's Bookshelf. It's about uh, the 100 books that David Bowie read and how it influenced uh, his uh, his music. So I am I am all about that. I'm actually uh, already dived in. I'm ready to uh, uh, to binge some books. Nice. I'm uh, ready to play some video games. Honestly, there I'm, you go. There's a new Halo that came out that I'm not good at yet. I need to get, I need to get good. I'm too competitive to be bad at it. Is Halo is Halo coming out with new stuff all the time? What, what, how does it, how does that work? Halo, you know, remember the original Halos? Like, were you, were you like, no. do you know anything about Halo? Okay. Well, it's a, no. it's a first person shooter. It's, it's like a, it's more of a, an alien driven, but it's not like, I mean, it's not like super arcadey, but it's more, it's not like a, a, a warfare, you know, like a, like humans right. uh, having, having war. It's a, <laughs> it's it's a little bit different than that, but right. uh, there's a multiplayer component that's real. That, that's all I care. I only play multiplayer with with video games because then I can get together with my my high school buddies and we just like chat, catch up, and play. It's a lot of fun. Uh, next question at mana underscore dork. You were given the ability to send a text message to preseason you. It can only be five words and can't include player names. Oh, what do you send? That's interesting. I think that you have. I think that I think that what you have to do is try to get to Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. Yes, but all, I was going to say also avoid Patrick Mahomes. 
but you're probably <laughs> doing that anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think it's all about getting the league winning. Like Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor carry. If you had both of them, yeah, you, you've been you've been carried. But I mean, it, it, and what I mean, I just want to expound on it. What I mean is like, if you were intent on getting Mahomes in like the fourth or fifth round, that's a league killer. You know, it yeah, I mean, there's out. a lot, of, but there's a lot of, I mean, like, yeah, like yeah. no CMC. And so like, that's the, you know, like those kinds of things are, I, but yeah. I, I would, I would still say like something along the lines of like Colts RB would be two words. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Colts RB and then Rams oh. white receiver. There you go. That's you how, go. that's what I would send. Colts RB Rams white receiver. Those are my five words. Yes. There, that that's it. That's the text, and then you get a uh, cup, and and Taylor, and it's over, and it's over, right? I mean, you can you gotta hope that, uh, and imagine getting that text in the preseason and being like, why Cooper Cup? Like, why? Well, I gotta yeah. get Cooper Cup? Like, what? Is, and then all of a sudden, he's just literally Calvin Johnson. I, I, I mean, it, it, depending on how the next two weeks go, it could be the greatest receiver season ever. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Uh, Next question at BF Daniel M. Would you propose in front of tens of thousands of, of fans at an NFL game too? He says two. I'm assuming because did you see Joe Holka and what happened with that? Very, that very, cool. uh, very jealous because it was a, uh, something that was aligned with the bachelor and the bachelorette, the bachelorette, Michelle was there whenever he proposed to, to his cheerleader fiance. Did he propose to the bachelorette? No, no, no. but oh. she was there. It was like a, it was like a, I think it was like a promo type segment type thing because uh, the the Bachelorette. I didn't watch the full season of the Bachelorette this year or this this season, uh, just because we didn't have time and we watched some of it. But she's from Minnesota. The uh, the, the Bachelorette okay. is so she was at the game and they were all in the field and then Joe was I guess the mascot was handing out roses and then yeah. it got to Joe's fiance and uh, they you know they had her turn around and Joe was standing there with a Fanduel hat on. No, I saw no that. Less. Yeah. He is very committed to the sponsorship. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen him without a hat. Never. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. No, Joe's an, Joe's an awesome dude, though. I've I've hung out with him, got to know him pretty well over the years, and uh, hung out with him IRL once, and I'm very, very happy for him. The, the stadium thing is not for me, but he literally is engaged to a cheerleader in the yeah, NFL. So, yeah. like, there's a, there's a very, very different situation for him, I feel like. Yeah, uh, that that makes the difference. Uh, but no, I mean, uh, I think I would uh, have an anxiety blackout, you know, probably if mm-hmm. I had to do that. So I I would probably avoid that myself. Did we ever talk about how you proposed? <laughs> uh, do you know? Have I told you? I don't think. All right. Start was, to say it, and if and if I heard it, then that means we talked about it on the show before. It was a week before Christmas. Um. I had told I Melissa that we were not going to get engaged until the next year, 2008. Okay. And, you know, she was pretty disappointed over it. But I did that on purpose because I wanted it to be surprised. So uh, I I set up uh, a box inside of a box inside of a box, you know, Christmas present style, and had it in front of her house. And when she got home from final exams uh, in her senior year in college, she saw it and I was there. I surprised her being there and she opened up. Uh, she It took forever, but she opened it up until she finally got to the ring. 
And you were literally like number twoing yourself throughout that process, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there was no doubt about what the 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 answer. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. But, but it's still a, it's still a very. I had the same. It's impossible to not have a freak out internally while all that's going on. Yeah, it it is, especially because there were ten family members secretly watching oh, yeah. from from yeah. a from another location, <laughs> from a second yeah. location. And uh, so, yeah, it was nerve wracking. How about how about you? Did you do anything? Yeah. Anywhere? So mine's a little bit of a story. I'll tell it really quick, though. Um, I'll try to be as, as brief as possible. So Amanda and I were um, we were friends in high school and then we started dating in sophomore year of our college in, in college. I was at Pitt and she was at RPI, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute up in Albany, New York. So we were eight hours away. We started dating in November of t- 2007. OK. Mm-hmm. And so. Before she came and surprise visited me once, like before we even started dating, she was going to come and surprise visit me like after the semester had started. And she kept sending me, it was right when picture messages started to become a thing. Uh-huh. And she she would text me like a post-it note that had a countdown of thir- of, of some, some like she, she would tell me every night whenever we would have like a phone call, she'd be like, I'm crossing off a number, another number on the countdown. Okay. Uh-huh. And it was on a post-it note. So the day that she surprised visited me, she sent me a, a, a text with a picture and it was the post-it note with all the numbers crossed off because I was like, oh, so, so it was like, oh, she's coming to visit. And it was right when Kanye West's, uh, his one album dropped and on the it was the album with, with the song uh, Homecoming on it. Do you remember that song? I don't. Do you know that song? So the lyrics in Homecoming is, do you think about me now and then? Do you think about me now and then? Because I'm coming home again. And she put that in the the lyrics in the the text that she sent me with the post-it note, okay? Mm-hmm. Fast forward uh, to whenever we proposed, like uh, whenever I proposed, like seven years later, she I told her also that I would never propose on like a stupid day like Valentine's Day, but it was Valentine's Day. Oh. She gets home from work and she, I give her a card when she a Valentine's Day card when she gets home from work she opens it up and there's 2194 numbers crossed off because it was the countdown to when I was going to propose to her holy and cow. then she op- and then she opened the card and in the card it had the same lyrics the Kanye lyrics and it had the original posted that she did for me 7 years prior that's uh that's Jim Halpert sweet level there that's Thank you. that's good yeah, but it was more of like a intimate, like not in front of a lot of, you know, there's no one there. It's literally, <laughs> literally our living room of our apartment in in Kentucky yeah. whenever we lived in Cincinnati. Uh man, that's that that's that's an extremely thoughtful guys out there, girls, whatever. If you if you're listening and you and you need ideas, or or if you if if you were just gonna do like the normal proposal, consider sweetening it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was. I tell you what. Uh, Writing 2,194 numbers and crossing them off. I was going to ask that. Was a pain in the butt. Did that take you six weeks? <laughs> it took, it took me, it took me forever. And, and I like, I, you know, and then she, she, the, you know, I, whenever I got down on my, uh, before I got down on my, um, on my knee, I mentioned like, you know, I told that story. I was like, you know, it was 30 days whenever you did that countdown to when we started dating. And uh-huh. this was my countdown to when I'm, you know, proposing essentially right. it was a, a lot more articulate whenever it actually happened i'm sure than me sitting on this podcast and talking about it yeah, and I, I just want to update you know since i as since i proposed to my wife she has uh, since left so you know you're right right yes of course uh this next question is, i just want to say thank you uh for taking the time to do this i know denny's super busy now with roto or nbc sports edge 
And JJ's always busy. Just sending y'all a thank you and hope you enjoyed the holidays. That's from Renee. Thank you, Renee. Oh, that's nice, Renee. Thank you. Very nice. Next question. At Jay the Wolf. What's uh, what's gift opening on Christmas morning like at your house? Patient, uh, turn-taking, or chaotic free-for-all? Uh, more of the chaotic turn-taking. I, my kids were up at 6 a.m., so the, the, um, we didn't see... Let's see. We were up for 90 minutes before the sun showed itself. Yeah. Uh, which was which was tough. Uh, and do both of your, are both of your kids believers right now, or is Xavier not, or is it? We're not getting religious on the podcast. No. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know they they are, and I'm 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 gonna be a little bit quiet here because I'm not sure where they are in the house. But you know, my five year old Eleanor, of course, she believes. But yeah, Xavier just turned nine, and he's a really really skeptical kid about right. everything and you're, you're surprised that he hasn't figured it out and i brought it up i brought two weeks ago i said what do you think about santa these days and he basically said like he might not be a real person he might be more of a spirit but oh. i believe that he exists in some form that's i'm paraphrasing you know what but he does he does it, it's it's not a, it's not a bad thought no it's it's not a bad take and i uh and I was, you know, because I, I just, I can't bring myself to be like, it's not real. It never was. I'm sorry. I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really rough. I mean, Avery's three, so she's way, like, this is the first Christmas, though, where it was like a real, real Christmas. You know, like, like yeah. she, she, she sort of understood it last year, but like, this was like a, like, super into everything. It was so adorable. It's like the most fun time as a parent. I feel like during Christmas time, it's amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it, my, I mean, it was chaotic for me for sure. Everything was wild. How, how old were you when you learned about Santa? Um, probably like 18 or 19. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably, pro- probably, probably like 10, 10 or 11, maybe, maybe 10. I remember where I was. I was in a McDonald's and oh. I had just, I had just gone to this one store called Gabriel Brothers. Do you remember Gabe's? No. They, they called it. They called it. They called it Gabe's. It was a. My my mom grew up in uh, in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. It's just this like really like kind of you know it's not like the wealthiest area, and it's you know like an hour and a half south of Pittsburgh. And they have it, it's sort of like a discount store. Gabriel mm-hmm. Brothers is. And that day, I bought a Ray Bork Bruins jersey. Wow. Wow. And I remember it vividly. And then my parents told me in the McDonald's that I that Santa wasn't real. And I, I, I wasn't really mad. Like, I feel like like for some reason, kids don't seem to get like that upset. Maybe there's stories that listeners have of their kids getting upset whenever they told them. But um, I wasn't yeah, upset. When, yeah. yeah, I don't think I was upset either. I, I actually kind of was relieved. I was like, oh, yeah. right, right. OK, that makes sense. I was like, I think I was eight, actually. Yeah, there's there's no one watching my every move. That's kind of nice to know. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, Big Brother doesn't exist. Santa's not real. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, next question at uh, Chris underscore Riley underscore FFB. What's something super popular that you've never had before? Neither of my parents drank coffee, so I'm 24 and oh. don't even know what coffee tastes like since I've never had it. That's interesting. Well, what's this listener's name? Uh, this Chris? is from Chris. Yeah. Chris. Chris. I was in the same position my so my dad never made coffee he only went when he went to work he got coffee at 7-eleven every single morning no matter what we never had coffee in the house my mom never drank it so i never i was never exposed to it when when i when i moved out with with my wife i actually didn't even know how to make coffee like 
I had I had no idea. I had never seen anyone make coffee before. Um, and and I didn't I didn't know like the culture around coffee drinking. Like like do you it, like is it how much do you make? Do you make one for do you make it for you know one cup for each person? What do you do? You know? Um, and and so I I was in a, a similar spot. But the question was. Uh, have you ne haven't tried something super popular? I, I'm that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's I don't I don't have any. I mean, like there's drugs that I haven't taken, but like, <laughs> like no, I mean I, I feel like most of the basic stuff I've probably consumed at one point. I, there there's obviously stuff that I don't consume anymore, but like like if I could have coffee because it's just not that good for me. If I could have coffee, I would I would drink it and right. and still be an addict. I just can't. I don't have caffeine. I don't drink caffeine anymore. My first, so my yeah, I'm not sure if I if how I can answer that. But my first job was at a local newspaper, uh, uh, and staffed with you know reporters who would come in and drink coffee from the the second they got in to the second they left. I mean, just just crushing coffee all day. And I would come in with my water bottle and fit and fill that up in the uh in the office kitchen like 15 times during the day and they would be like are you what's wrong with you like you're drinking water in the morning and i was like well i don't my you know what am i supposed to do i, I don't i don't drink coffee what else is there to drink they were like anything mm -hmm. soda whatever i was like no it's just it's just water for me i i was that guy i i was like i, I must have looked like a health nut but that wasn't the case yeah yeah um all right let's move on to this next one this is from at Noda underscore burner. You alluded to the peanut butter M&M story a couple of weeks ago. Could you tell it? It's an all timer that any new listeners must hear and OGs will appreciate hearing again. Then Denny can tell his story about breaking his hand or something. So <laughs> this is this is referring to the uh, the infamous uh, peanut butter M&M situation where I was with my neighborhood friends and we would bike around the neighborhood and it's a you know super hilly neighborhood in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, we're we're we decide that we're going to have, we, we, we go to a, and one of the trash cans in the neighborhood, cause it was trash day. There was a, a fishing trophy. Okay. We were like nine years old and there's a fishing trophy and we picked it out of the trash and we're like, okay, we're going to race for this trophy. Okay. So go home, get your bikes. Let's do this. Well, I, I didn't have my bike. And so I went and I, I had rollerblades. And before I went to this race, I decided it would be a good idea to down, because uh, I was I was a, a little little chunkster. I would down uh, <laughs> two bags of peanut butter M and M's before I went up there uh, to to do this race. Man. So we do wow. this race, and clearly bikes are going to destroy someone in roller, you know, a chubby kid in rollerblades, right? And so and so I'm doing this race, and I'm like, you know, light years behind these guys. Mm -hmm. And finally, I get to the end, and I remember going around the corner at the end. I slip on all the cinders that are on the road, all the little rocks that are on the road. I slip on them, skid my knee, get one of those little rocks in my knee. I, I, I got so many cinders in my knee growing up. It was insane. And you got to like tweeze them out. Uh, got it in my knee and I vomited all over the place. All of my peanut butter M&Ms just came flying out of my mouth. Just, it was, uh, just, I, I did not get the trophy. I got dead last in this race and I vomited on the street. Besides that, it went well. Really, <laughs> it, was, it was really. I mean, fortunately, they were close uh, friends of mine, and and we, had, you know, it was just this clan that I basically grew up with in the neighborhood. And I, I mean, I embarrassed myself that day for sure. But that, it, it could have been way worse if there was a, a, you know, if there was like a girl that I liked watching or could, something like that. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Could it have been worse? It feels like it couldn't have been 
<laughs> look, look, any, any, any situation can be worse. Denny. Any situation can be worse. I don't know. Um, just to, uh, that, the reference about my story, breaking my hand, I'll just tell it real quick for those who haven't heard. Um, I, I used to, I used to be hyper competitive in softball when, when I had a soul and I, you know, wanted to win things. And, um, my team was down by a lot. I was trying to make something happen. I was the leadoff guy, uh, fastest guy on the team, not to brag, but I, uh, you know, I, I, I slapped a, a ball to right field and, and I, um, I, I tried to take second base. Like I, 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 you know, took a wide turnaround first. I saw the right fielder was struggling a little bit. So I went second, but then the right fielder guns it to second. So I'm caught in the rundown. I'm going back, back and forth. Boom, 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 boom. Between first and second. I'm exhausted. I dive for first base. I get tagged out. Uh, I come to the bench. I punch the fence um, and break a bone in my hand, and I require a cast for eight weeks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That that That's probably more embarrassing than vomiting on the street. I, I punched a fence, folks. Yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good. Uh, this next question is from at Slinky Pudding. I have one ear hair on my left ear that has been there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> ready for this like trey lance i let it develop take it out into the world until it's too big for its britches and cut it down to size i recently found hairs growing from my right ear how many years do i have left to live <laughs> i just thought it was funny funny, funny you question. have uh about 11 and a half years yeah. yes uh this next question is from at the ff whisperer Hello, JJ. I saw your post on the Chargers defense netting you negative points, and you seem quite annoyed. Can you care to explain what happened? The process, the tilting meltdown. We love you, JJ. Expect uh, this from this. Expect this from behavior from Denny. Expect this behavior from Denny. Uh, yeah. yeah, I already talked about that earlier. About yeah, the, but but wait, 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 wait. Expect what? Tilt? I'm the only one who tilts. JJ, yeah, that's the thing. Face off. I, I tilt. I tilt beyond recognition. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, I I am. I, I tilt more than probably any other human being on the fantasy football planet. I, I mean, you 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 actually end up like when we DM during games sometimes, or just right after. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the language you use. I'm 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 I am. <laughs> I'm convinced that you have been possessed by us. Uh, you know, by a satanic spirit. Yeah, I let the instead of tweeting, I just send messages to Denny and let him know that uh, that I'm not not feeling what's going on. And I'm like, what in the hell? Yeah, you gotta look. You gotta let it out. I, everyone should tilt. That's part of the fantasy football journey. Experience, is yeah. is the reverse jinxes. That's why I did the retirement tweets for so long, and I just don't do them anymore because it gets so obnoxious whenever people see them the next day and they call me a moron because the guy that I tried to reverse jinx ends up doing well. So I just had to stop doing it because it's just very, very obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, this we'll, we'll end with this one. This is uh, f- from Sid at Leafy TV. It says, what is the largest animal you think you could take in hand-to-hand combat? Would Denny be able to handle a high T rat? And, and, it's, <laughs> and what's tagged on this, I don't know if you've seen this or not, Denny. I, I saw this a while ago. I don't think we've talked about it on this show. But there's a, a survey that, that's been passed around, like the results of a survey, it says Americans are more confident than Britons that they can beat any animal in a fight, right? And then it has listed animals, rat, house cat, goose, medium-sized dog, eagle, large dog, chimpanzee, king cobra, uh, kangaroo, wolf, crocodile, gorilla, lion, elephant, grizzly bear, okay? And it gives you the, the confidence intervals, like the, the number of people who think that they can beat those animals. So, for instance, 
72% of Americans think that they can beat a rat and 67% of, of Britons think that they can beat a rat, which I, I don't know who thinks they can't beat a rat. I mean, you're kind of, you're, you're, well, you're pathetic if you can't beat a rat. What does that mean? I mean, is the rat going to put on boxing gloves and you're going to go head to head? I mean, what, what's, yeah, what's I mean, you can beat one of these animals in a fight. Okay. You, so you just l- step but let on me, it. But it's it, what's number one. What's funny about this survey is that it really uh, shows how just completely out of their mind arrogant Americans are. Oh, right? so arrogant! Oh right, and so like all like literally every animal, Americans are more confident than Britons are. But you know, I like medium sized dog. Yeah, you should be able to beat the living you know what out of a medium sized dog in a fight. I I, I don't I'm not into this idea of a uh, 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 beating up animals. Like this is yeah I I don't I'm not really there either I'm not know, really there either I, I I don't even you know rats are disgusting of course but like I wouldn't want to kill a rat on purpose yeah like, well you're not killing it. you're just you're just fighting you're just fighting we we one Could time you... had mice <laughs> you're just fighting <laughs> sorry uh, we one time had mice and I had to go check the the, uh, traps, the traps every morning and it was it, I found it horrible horrifying oh yeah that is horrifying, horrifyingly yeah. sad though it was it, yeah. i just i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm way too low t for this question yeah i mean so i i i personally draw the line around like large dog chimpanzee uh chimpanzees would would destroy me a chimpanzee oh. would own me he would rip your face off and wear it <laughs> yeah yes, he would. you know absolutely he or she uh either one would yeah. uh would, would destroy apparently 15 percent of americans think they can beat a chimpanzee in a fight come on yeah, that, that's that's ridiculous. I, no, but I can't. think you draw the line at like large dog. I think large dog is the is the the line drawn. Could you beat a Great Dane in a fight? Yeah, you could beat a Great Dane in a fight. But I, I can't no, even... actually no. Okay, but 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 if you think about it, like a vicious dog, I would not be able to beat them in a fight. Uh, Great Danes are those like eight foot dogs. Yeah, they're kind of more gentle too. They they don't like move a lot. Like think about like more of like a like a. Rottweiler. No, those things. Those like... things. Those things are like dinosaurs. My my uh, my, <laughs> what was it? My softball teammate had two, and they were the most pathetic dogs I've ever seen. Yeah, they, they are. They they are. They're very gentle, and they don't live very long because they're so big. No, they live they, like seven years or something. If that, yeah, I was and and my 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 friends. They kept buying. They kept getting new. Um, what are they called? <laughs> the, great, great Danes. You know, they they kept, they kept getting new Great Danes, and I was like, "Why are you doing this to yourself?" Yeah, you have to go through so much sadness yes. with with doing that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, we have little dogs, and our little dogs will live forever. There you go. My Henry Henry's going to be twelve in June. Really? Yeah. God, I remember he, when he was young. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's still pretty pretty feisty. Still a little feisty guy. Ziggy is uh, fifteen months old. And uh, I, if if he doesn't live for thirty years, I will be a wreck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right, Denny, that's going to do it for this week's show. Where can everyone find you? At CD Carter thirteen on Twitter, and all my hashtag content is at NBCSportsEdge.com. I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. My other podcast, Late Round Podcast, you can find anywhere podcasts can be found. Denny, we'll eventually do the DGAF episode, but I don't think we need to do it like asap necessarily mm, right the people might disagree but we can we can All talk right, about we'll, it. we'll see we'll, we'll see what we'll see what people say i, I just don't know what my week is going to look like next week because i really need to chill out I'll, I'll be in miami if you need me true all right guys happy new year hope you've had a great holiday we will catch you sometime soon thank you for listening to live in the stream we hope you enjoyed the internet podcast 
Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.